Greetings, listeners. Welcome to the Cold Fusion Now podcast, where we bring you the latest developments in the science, engineering, and business of Cold Fusion Leonard. I'm your host, Ruby Garrett. Our guest today is Dr. Yasuhiro Iwamura, a scientist in the Condensed Matter Nuclear Science Division at the Research Center for Electron-Photon Science at Tohoku University. Dr. Iwamura graduated at the University of Tokyo with a degree in nuclear engineering. While a research scientist at Mitsubishi Heavy Industries, Dr. Iwamura and his team developed a patented process of low-energy nuclear transmutations. Currently, he's working in Lenner Excess Heat Research as well. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Iwamura. Yeah, uh, thank you. I'm very glad to have a chance to talk with you, Robbie. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's so great to talk with you, too. Okay, thank you. Um, now, let, me, uh, let me introduce myself briefly, okay? Yes, please. I graduated at the University of Tokyo and got PhD in nuclear engineering in 1990, as you said. And I have been uh, investigating the occurrence of nuclear reactions by the interaction between nanometal and hydrogen for 25 years. I have been leading the field, especially uh, pioneering work on the transmutation reaction by D2 gas permission through a nanostructured multi-layer thin film. Uh, recently, I moved to Tohoku University as a research professor and have much interested, uh, much interest in uh, development of new energy generation method using nickel-based nanomaterial and hydrogen uh, collaborating with a venture company, Cream Planet. That's all. <laughs> Mm. Oh, it's uh, tremendous collaborations there. Now, Dr. Iwamura, I want to just go back to the beginning because we're coming up on 30 years uh, mm -hmm. that this uh, condensed matter nuclear science field has mm -hmm. been uh, researching. How did you first get started in okay. this field, when did you first hear about the uh, Fleischmann Pons excess heat experiments? Okay, so um, as I said, I graduated the University of Tokyo in 1990. So I was in the graduate school when Fleischmann and Pons announced cold fusion. Mm. I was so excited at the news uh, because my I was uh, the graduate school in nuclear engineering, so I'm very, I have very much interested. But at that time, uh, finish my, finishing my doctor thesis was the first priority. So after graduate school, uh, I entered the fundamental research laboratory of uh, Mitsubishi Heavy Industries. At that time, Japan had a very good economy and, uh, and fundamental research was boom, very active, mm -hmm. even in companies. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, ha I have been interested in cold fusions and uh, seeking a chance to propose a research theme 
related to cold fusion. And uh, fortunately, ICCF3 was held at Nagoya in Japan, October in 1992, and I attended it. And uh, I talked many researchers at the conference, and I, and I was convinced that cold fusion was uh, real. So I proposed a research plan to my laboratory, and it was approved. At the beginning of my uh, research, uh, we mainly uh, make experiments like a gas loading type of experiments and uh, electrolysis experiments. And uh, finally, uh, we reached the uh, permission in this transmutation method. Well, that transmutation work is some of the strongest around. Uh, you have taken these uh, thin films, uh, layers of metals and ceramics, mm -hmm. and doped the, between the films with various elements. For instance, you'll put a little piece of cesium, mm -hmm. and then allowing uh, deuterium gas to permeate through these layers, you yeah. find that that cesium has changed to presidinium. Mm -hmm. And uh, the general transmutations that you're getting seem to have, they seem to change by two, by pairs of deuterium. What can you tell us about that type of reaction. Is there any understanding you have as to why that particular 2-deuterium or 4-deuterium always happens in your transmutations? Uh, as you mentioned, we, uh, I would like to uh, explain my experiment briefly. Did you get permission through a nanostructured, much layer thin film composed of uh, palladium and calcium oxide and palladium mm -hmm. substrate with the target element induced nuclear transmutation reactions. Mm -hmm. uh, these kind of transmutation reactions were firstly observed by our research team at Mitsubishi Heavy Industries and were successfully replicated by other institutes such as Toyota R&D Center. A typical target element is cesium and the produced element is praseodymium. Transmutation, transmutation reactions of barium into samarium or uh, tungsten into platinum were also observed by this method. As you mentioned, we observed two or four and six deuterons make fusion with the target materials. And the uh, exact mechanism for the transmutation is not clear, uh, of course, but uh, I mm. suspect, I speculate that uh, two deuterons uh, related to the helium. Helium atom uh, consists of uh, two protons, two neutrons, mm. and two deuterons consists of uh, two protons, and two neutrons, and very similar, uh, consists of, uh, yeah, so, so I suspect that this kind of mechanism uh, exists in this transmutation reactions. Mm. I'd like to talk about uh, if this type of transmutation reactions, reaction can be applied to the 
radioactive isotopes, it will be possible to get rid of the radioactivity of nuclear waste. The transmutation of a radioactive element is beneficial to society because many nuclear reactors are working all over the world and generate toxic radioactive waste. And getting rid of toxic radioactivity from Fukushima area in Japan also very beneficial to our society. So even though I moved to Tohoku University, Mitsubishi Heavy Industries and I continue to make transmutation experiments uh, using a radioactive isotope, mm -hmm. uh, CGM-133 at Tohoku University. Do you really think that this technique can be used to get rid of the tons of radioactive waste? Do you really think that it can be economically viable one day? Yeah, yeah, because uh, radioactivity uh, dispersed in these uh, in Fukushima area and the other area is not so much. Uh, mm -hmm. Radioactivity is very uh, toxic, but uh, the amount of the radioactive element is not so much. For example, a uh, few gram uh, around the Fukushima area, few gram or milligram, not so much. Mm -hmm. So it will be possible, and uh, economical, economically feasibility uh, we have. Mm -hmm. Dr. Iwamura, at the recent ICCF 21 conference last summer, you talked about a two-year program of collaborative experiments that have produced remarkable data on excess heat, as well as some reproductions. Uh, all of this is from a second metal hydrogen energy device located at Tohoku University. Can you talk about this second MHE uh, cell and how is the design of the second one uh, mm -hmm. different than the first metal hydrogen energy device that Dr. Akito uh, Takahashi has been working on? So, uh, objective of our collaborative research is to clarify the existence of, of anomalous heat generation phenomena and to confirm reproducibility of the phenomena. For the purpose, we did not change the design of uh, experimental apparatus intentionally. So, second metal hydrogen energy device located at Tohoku University is nearly equal to the first apparatus at Kobe universities. Um, different points, uh, of course, we have some different points. Uh, for example, our experimental apparatus is equipped larger number of measurement points, some couples in our apparatus, and uh, mm, slightly different uh, to the first one. But uh, basically, we uh, we did not change the design of the experimental apparatus to show the reproducibility of this phenomenon intentionally. And what have you learned from these metal hydrogen energy cell experiments? Yes, uh, we have learned uh, very much from the MHE experiments, excess heat experiments. Uh, I would like to mention first point. 
My uh, colleague Ito and I did not have much experience about excess heat experiments before we moved to Tohoku University because only transmutation research was our work at Mitsubishi Heavy Industry. So it was a very good chance to know the excess heat generation experiments using the MHA apparatus funded by Japanese government organization, uh, NEDO, New Energy mm -hmm. Development Organization. So, and the second point, uh, we obtained very important experimental results. Anomalous excess heat generations uh, were observed uh, for all the samples at elevated temperature, uh, about uh, 150 degrees centigrade to 350 degrees centigrade, except for the palladium nanoparticles embedded in mesopolar silica. The, and the, the amount of uh, anomalous heat generation per hydrogen atom range from 10 electron volt per hydrogen uh, to 100 electron volt per hydrogen or deuterium, uh, which could not be explained by any known chemical process. And uh, also a coincident bath-like increase events of the pressure of the ch reaction chamber and the gas temperature, uh, which suggested sudden energy release in the reaction chamber were uh, observed for all the experiments using the copper nickel zirconium material with H2 gas. And the experimental de uh, evidences that suggested very large local bus energy release were obtained. Uh, excess heat experiments using the same material at Kobe and the Tohoku universities showed similar experimental results. And the qualitative reproducibility between Kobe and the Tohoku experiments was very good. Yeah, oh. um, you know, at the conference, you described that pure palladium doesn't work in generating excess heat in your experiments. What role do you think that impurities play in the Lenner process? Okay, so yes, I think, uh, uh, I think a very small amount of falling element, like impurity, plays very important roles to induce condensed matter nuclear reactions. For example, in the case of our uh, type of uh, transmutation reactions, if we put calcium oxide uh, onto the palladium thin film and near the surface area, transmutation reactions occur. But if we, if we use palladium only, we cannot observe a transmutation reaction. So, it's just a speculation, but uh, I speculate that the interface, interface between the uh, foreign element uh, like uh, calcium oxide and the uh, main element uh, like palladium at the near surface plays very important role, but uh, the mechanism is not, not so clear and not so easy to uh, make clear, but uh, I suspect yeah, I speculate that these kind of this type of uh, mechanics.
hmm. behind the condensed matter nuclear reactions. Hmm. Um, Dr. Iwamura, that yeah. particular experiment uh, you mentioned was reproduced by Toyota, yeah. and uh, you've just done some new MHE experiments that have been reproduced uh, yes. at Tohoku from Kobe and uh, uh, well, there's a number of universities that are reproducing each other's mm -hmm. experiments there. What do you think is behind the success mm -hmm. that the universities and laboratories in Japan are having with reproduction? Why are you so successful at that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think uh, I think good and frequent communication uh, between Japanese group was a key. Mm -hmm. I think communication is the key. And uh, so, uh, for example, I know uh, Professor Takahashi and Professor Kitamura uh, very well, and uh, I asked them frequently about experimental device and method in detail, and. Uh, uh, at the NEDA project, uh, during the NEDA project, uh, our research group often held a meeting and exchanged detailed information. So uh, the communication is the key, I think. Mm. Well, uh, it certainly is successful. And uh, it looks like that you've been rewarded because Clean Planet has just issued some shares of its company to the Mitsubishi Estate Company. What will this mean for the lab at Tohoku and all the partnerships that you've been developing there? Yeah, of course, uh, it, uh, it is a very good thing for us. And the stronger uh, financial base uh, of Green Planet is beneficial to my uh, Tohoku team and uh, would make wider choices toward the commercialization. Uh, so it's a very good news and uh, I, we are very happy to, to the uh, Mitsubishi estate companies. Well, you are the head of the research lab at Tohoku University and now you're splitting your time, it seems, between your transmutation work and excess heat work. What do you like better, and how are you going to manage both? Okay, so uh, basically main, my main work is the excess heat experiments with Crane Planet. And uh, in the transmutation work, main experiments are um, performed by researchers of Mitsubishi Heavy Industries. And uh, my limited time was spent for the transmutation work. And uh, oh, okay. Green Planet, of course, approved the collaboration work with Mitsubishi. So, and I carefully pay uh, attention to avoid the information contamination between uh, Green Planet and Mitsubishi Heavy Industries. <laughs> Right on. <laughs> well, um, Dr. Yasuhiro Iwamura, you are a tremendous achiever in this field. Uh, we thank you for your work, your research, and uh, wish you much luck moving forward. 
it would be wonderful to see some transmutation work eventually be able to get rid of some of this toxic radioactive waste. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you very much. We've been speaking with Dr. Yasuhiro Iwamura, a research engineer at the Condensed Matter Nuclear Science Division at the Research Center for Electron-Photon Science at Tohoku University, developing methods for generating excess heat and transmutations. You can find more about this and other Lenner science at the Lenner Library Archive at lenr.org. Mark your calendars for the 2019 Lanner CF Colloquium at MIT, happening this March 23rd and 24th, 2019, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, U.S., on the 30th anniversary of the announcement of cold fusion. For more information and registration, go to the International Society of Condensed Matter Nuclear Science website at iscmns.org. The 22nd International Conference on Condensed Matter Nuclear Science, ICCF 22, will be held this September 8th through 15th, 2019, in Assisi, Italy. For more information as it becomes available, go to the International Society of Condensed Matter Nuclear Science website at iscmns.org. That's our show for today. Remember, you can find more episodes of the Cold Fusion Now podcast on our website at coldfusionnow.org and subscribe on iTunes. Until next time, I'm Ruby Carrot.